Welcome to today's Life Coach Pod show. It is a Monday motivation day, which means theoretically we should all feel motivated. It's 420. Somebody's motivated somewhere. For those of you that don't know, that means it's like, I don't know, National Leave Day or something. I, I never have really understood if I really needed a holiday if uh, I was going to partake. But I do have some exciting news. This is very exciting. It turns out the Chirpensteins, who are the birds that live right outside my window, which is right up here. Yes, I'm using a background today. The, the Chirpensteins are expecting five babies, not just three. I was able to um, climb up to the nest really fast the other day when Mrs. Ch on Sunday when Mrs. Chirpenstein left, and I was so excited to see five eggs. So she turns out that she and her partner are house um, finches. So they're due kind of any time. So now I'm just watching. Right now we're going through the phase where he's bringing her food and she's yelling at him to feed her faster and where have you been and why is it taking so long? So that's what's been going on there. Um, but I'm expecting that we'll see babies at any time. And so that'll be very exciting. With that in mind, I will get on with today's show, but that I had to share that because that's the most exciting piece of news from the weekend. The, the news... It was terrible this weekend. I mean, it was just boring. So we're it we're um we're on Monday, April twentieth. That's the four twenty part. Get it? April twenty four twenty, and it is March fifty first, which sounds ridiculous. But I guess we're starting to unshelter. I don't know how that's going to exactly work. Uh, I I don't know how this is going to work. I don't want to get sick. This thing is, sounds like we'll lose a month if one of us gets sick. So I'm not excited about that. I don't know who survives and who doesn't, can't understand that. So the whole thing just makes me nervous, but things are starting to change. We have some great guests coming up this week. We have a woman who works with the folks on suicide and she wants to talk about it very directly and speak up about it, which I think is a good call. I have a friend who lost a child to suicide. There was a little mini rash of suicides in my town when I was growing up of mothers. It was awful. So I'm glad we're going to talk about that. Then on Wednesday, which is Earth Day, April 22nd, Cole Chaikin will be here to talk about Earth Day. She actually happens to be related to my daughter. She's a half-sister to my daughter. But she's, uh, and, and, not but, and she's amazing and has done a lot of stuff with the environment. So she'll be here on Wednesday. On Thursday, we have Elizabeth Reed, who's going to talk about this, I'm not going to say it right, Coney, Mari, Mari, Cone. I don't know. It's the organizational stuff. It's the opposite of me. So she's going to be here to talk about cutting through the clutter, which seems like a good thing to do right now because we're all still ruminating in our houses and looking at it going, yeah, I'm not into that. I'm going to go watch Netflix instead. And then Stephanie Simpson will be here on Friday to talk about rethinking stress. She has a different point of view about stress. And I think Many people are probably experiencing really different kinds of stress right now, not the usual kind, the usual helter-skelter kind, but actually a different kind, maybe more persistent. Who knows? But we're going to talk about stress on Friday. I'm very excited about uh, meeting these folks. This should be great. For our time capsule moments today, so this is just to remind us that we're in this weird existence, there, the funds for the small business loans that I've talked about for gig workers and small business, those are being delayed. Basically, they uh, have run out of money. And, and the awful thing, the thing that I can't even believe is true, is that those stimulus checks can be seized by creditors. So if you owe people money, 
you may not get this right now. And the intention was for you to have this as a tiny bit of a bridge to help you get through these rough times. But in fact, if there's creditors out there who are trying to collect from you, they can collect that money. So that makes me sad. And I'm sorry that that was written that way. That seems kind of evil. But then we're learning a lot about corporate America versus citizens in America. So keep that in mind. It's interesting watching all these protests this weekend. They were about like, I let me out of my house and I have the right to work, except what they should have been protesting is that Boeing and all these other giant mass corporations who have been bailed out before are being bailed out again. And they're not retaining employees and they're making sure their executives get bonuses and that dividends are paid to shop to stockholders. So I feel like there's plenty to protest, but it's not about, I don't want to catch the pandemic. You can't make me stay home. That seems insane to me. That's the opposite of what we should be doing right now. One of the major corporations, a restaurant chain, two restaurant chains took huge advantage of these small business loans. One was Ruth Chris Steakhouse, I believe to the tune of 25 million. The other was Shake Shack. These are the ones that are getting outed right now. That is why, by the way, if you're wondering why the fund ran out of money so fast, it's because big, big franchises, big companies came in also where they are laying off employees. So let's just be clear. It's not like they're using it for payroll. Uh, the Shake Shack people uh, borrowed 10 million, could have been for payroll, don't know. I'm guessing maybe it wasn't because they are going to be returning that $10 million loan. They took that out of the uh, payroll protection plan is what I, program is what I understand. So just look closer at things, pay attention to what's really happening. There's a lot happening here that's uh, not very kosher, we would say, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The last thing that I've been afraid of, and I brought it up when we talked with uh, Dr. Mason about pets, because I was really concerned about us using all these cleaning materials. Everyone who's middle of the road knows that you don't want to do anything in excess. And having, I've been a strong uh, anti-bleach wipes person in my own house because my kid had asthma and I didn't want to jack up her breathing. And I also have cats and I didn't want them breathing those fumes. They're pretty strong, especially if they get concentrated in corners or on the floor. So what they're finding right now, and it's only a correlation. So that means we can't prove that it's the cause, but we can prove there's a correlation to a marked increase in calls to poison centers, specifically or typically around small children who are dizzy, vomiting, showing the effects of basically what they're assuming are, uh, is overexposure to chemicals from our cleaning products. This is particularly with kids age five or younger, and bleach is what's being accounted for the greatest overall increase in these, um, they're calling them poisonings, but that's not, that's probably the broadest sense of the word in terms of uh, really being poisoned as much as it's a toxicity, and so people are calling poison control to get help. So that means, and I hate to remind you of this, but you should know this, don't mix bleach with anything other than water to dilute it. Bleach is not a good thing to mix with anything. If you didn't take chemistry in junior high, don't mix bleach with stuff. And then watch your concentrations. It doesn't need to be so concentrated to do that's job. Remember, just soap and water works on the virus. That virus is extremely permeable. It's surrounded by a little layer of fat. And the thing that breaks down that fat, like this is, you know, we're talking about a tiny little viral cell. The, the thing that breaks that fat the fastest is soap. 
soap, soap, soap. So you don't have to go nuts with the bleach. I just want to bring this up because uh, there's no point getting your kids' health involved. You don't want to cause respiratory problems for the kids. You just don't, you don't want to get stuck there. So just pay attention. Use your brain. Use your wisdom. I think that's pretty normal. Okay, so we're going to do a little shift today. This is Jen's Motivation Monday, which is always interesting. So I try to bring you something that'll get you thinking about your life, maybe in a different way, maybe in a way to make your life better. I saw this image that says my last will, and you know, the rest of it, and testament. I'm not sure what testament part means, but I guess the things we have to say about stuff when we die. It's interesting to me because I think many of us have thought about dying and getting our affairs in order. And what would it look like if, you know, what, what would I leave to whom? How, my stuff is junk. I don't have anything anybody wants. Or is that what dying is all about? Is it just about the transferring of stuff and finances? Or is there more to our leaving than we think? So for me, one of the best ways to talk about dying is to talk about living. And it would be a shame if any of us died right now, not getting to live our best life. We talk about it in the coaching world in terms of life satisfaction. And that really has to do with living with intention. And yes, I did pick up this picture of a bird who is clearly enjoying uh, his or herself in the glory of spring. I mean, thank God for spring, no matter what's going on, spring is, is lovely. But the idea of living with intention is one way we can make sure that if we do die, we've done our best to have life satisfaction and to live our best life. So to do this exercise, you might want to grab a piece of paper and a pen. If you're just listening, just keep a mental note in your head, something you could absolutely come back to. But we'll look at some areas of your life. What, what we talk about is the wheel of life. And the wheel of life is something uh, Charlotte mentioned a couple weeks ago when it was, she was talking about life, life design and having intentionality and the choices that you make and the things that you want to do. So if you are want to have an intentional life, which will increase life satisfaction, which is a real thing, there are some things that you can look at and you can do to start to change your life. And you have to do it with intention, meaning you have to want to change it. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there doing the same old, same old, and that Frankly, we all know how boring that is. But let me just talk a little bit more about why this matters. So in, uh, I do this thing for people. It's an assessment. It's called an Energy Leadership Index, E-L-I. It's an amazing assessment. It can really reveal a lot about how, you, how you, your brain functions, how your energy functions, how you approach problems, essentially assess your energy levels when you're feeling good, when you're being productive, and what happens to you when you're stressed out. And then based on the assessment itself, it reveals some insight into why it is you're doing the things that you're doing. And then, and then of course, as you might infer from that, you can figure out what are the things that you might want to change going forward. The overall outcome of an, of an ELI or an uh, energy leadership index assessment is that you get something called a life satisfaction score. It's a score, like it's a moment in time. It's highly correlated to the time that you took the, the test, but it does reveal how happy you're feeling. 
and where you have the opportunity to feel a lot happier. And that doesn't mean happiness like, oh, I feel happy today. I'm going to go skip down the street. Not like silly happiness, but more like I'm good. This is good. If I die today, I feel good. Like I have good relationships. I'm doing the things I want to be doing. I feel purposeful. I feel like this is meaningful. That kind of satisfaction. And that's really what humans crave. And where once you have that kind of satisfaction, you're much better able to share it with others. So when we talk about life satisfaction and this exercise we're going to do, it's a way for you to examine things carefully, examine all aspects of your life carefully. And when you do this, and I'll tell you what to do in a minute, but when you do this, make sure you make a couple notes. They don't have to be big elaborate notes, just things that will remind you when you come back to it, the things you want to look at more closely. So here's why you do this exercise we're going to do. And you can do it as often as you like, any time of your life. It's a good one to do if uh, you're, you're bored or you're at a transition point. Um, you know something's wrong, but you don't know what's wrong. This is a good check-in. And you can do it, you can do it graphically. Like if you're a, draw, a person who draws, you can draw the things, your answers. You can write your answers. You can be take as few notes as possible, whatever works for you. It can be a very creative uh, outlet. So the reason you want to look at this, though, there's really seven reasons to do this exercise and then to do it again later if you are so inclined. First is that it helps you figure out where your focus, where you're spending more of your time, and what's being neglected. So that's classic. We sometimes know something's neglected, and then we think about it, like my taxes. But... Um, I don't necessarily have a lot of awareness of what am I focusing on? Where am I spending my time? So you can do both. You can figure out both your focus and your neglect. You can start to tackle that work-life balance. So there's a lot of times when we think we want work-life balance and we strive for work-life balance, but what, what does that mean? And where am I out of whack? That's usually the bigger problem. The out of whack usually comes like when you just have to cancel on someone to go out for drinks. Oh God, I remember those days. Those were the good old days. Uh, when you used to cancel on someone, you go, why am I always having to cancel my personal life? That's usually a thing that gets asked when you're figuring out work-life balance. Why am I always making these sacrifices? Ah, something's not in balance. can help you for goal setting. So super important, doesn't matter what age you are, we all have goals. Some of them can be simple. Some of them can be complicated and take a lot of time to get there. But this exercise will help you with goal setting. It'll help you track your progress. So... I was so high-minded at the beginning of the year. In fact, I think everybody thought 2020 was going to be the year, right? Well, 2020 is going to just kill it. Yeah, 2020 is really killing it all, right? I cannot think of a better way to describe 2020 right now than killing it. But um, I do like to track progress against my goals. They're, they all suck right now, I got to say. I'm not doing anything that I thought I'd be doing. So this is a good way to track your progress. You can discover those gaps, things that you go, wait, why am I not getting to where I want to get? And you don't realize you've overlooked something entirely. You've just let something go. And there's an area of your life that has this huge gap. And, that, and one of the areas of your life to focus on is something called fun. And that is the thing I find that a lot of adults, not immature adults like me, but a lot of adults forget to focus on. Fun is actually a thing. And that is often a gap for adults because you get busy with the kids and your life and your work and your responsibilities and your parents and all the things. And suddenly you look up and you're like, not having any fun. Okay, those are the gaps. 
Also, you can challenge yourself. What is it that you need to push yourself on? We, nobody's going to do it for us, guys. We all know this. Self-discipline is one of those big things that really matters. So one of the reasons you do this is to challenge yourself. And then finally, believe it or not, you can decrease stress with this. By using this tool, you can figure out that your life's more in balance than you thought, or you're going to change and make a pivot because there's something you've been neglecting that you need to pay attention to. So it also allows you to decrease stress. So long slide, but that's what's going on. So now, now you get your pencil and paper because now we'll do a little bit of work. And what we'll do is look at the different areas of your life and we'll just talk about it briefly. And you need to write down on a scale of zero to 10 or one to 10. We probably should start with the one, one to 10, figure out where you would rate yourself. And then the most important part, real, and, and let me put the, put, let me stress this. You can interpret this the way you need to interpret it for you. So like there's one coming up uh, about like your life partner. I don't have a life partner, but I know what that means for me. Like I can make that mean something for me. So interpret this to be what you need it to be. You might want to write a note to yourself about how you thought about it. So when you come back to it, you can remember. But the first category to think about on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the best, think about your health meaning your wellness and your strength. You can ask yourself, like, am I physically fit? Am I eating the right foods? Am I happy with my mental health? Those are the kind of questions that might fall under health and wellness and strength. So however it matters to you on a scale of one to 10, where do you get, what do you score yourself? And then make a couple notes about why you gave yourself that score. So in my mom's case, she told me the other day, her arthritis is really bothering her. That sucks. I'm going to guess that her health score is not going to be as high as she would like it to be because she's really having some arthritic pain. Okay, let's make the note. That's what it is. Maybe something the doctors can help with if we ever get to see doctors again. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's good to know. And that's a mental note. On the other hand, how's her mental health doing? Oh, maybe that's a nine or a 10 because even though she's bummed about how it hurts to, to do things, mental health feels good. So that's how you would rate yourself in this one. The next one up is going to hurt. It's finances. The question here for yourself is, do you have enough or do you need more? It doesn't necessarily, now it could be something huge for a goal. So if you give yourself on a scale of one to 10 where you are in your finances, you could decide to answer that pragmatically. And then you might actually want another score for your aspiration. So right now, yeah, I'm getting by. Like, it's okay. I'm, it's not fun. I'm not having a great time, but I'm getting by. But aspirationally, um, like when I think of my savings versus my cash flow, my savings is okay. My cash flow is pathetic right now. So like that's, you might give yourself two different scores. Think about, are your, is your pay, current pay grade high enough? Do you need to maybe work on your career a little bit because you could earn more? And there, that's the, the, potentially you could earn more. That's always a possibility. You might need to be planning for financial growth in the future. Maybe you have some goals like have a kid or buy a house or plan for retirement. Those might be some of the goals you need to fund. And then is there enough um, there for you to think of, to do some of the short-term things that you want to do? So that's how to think about finances. It doesn't just have to be, am I broke? It should be a little more complicated. You're going to want to write down those notes about the things that matter to you in this category and why you may have given yourself a high or a low score. Next up has to do with growth. 
So you're never too old to grow, never, never. And even though you may have just finished college or just finished education, that's just the beginning of growing, right? We all know that. So this is how dedicated are you to your personal growth? This could be anything from, oh, I'm going to watch a documentary once a week so I can learn something new, or I love listening to podcasts, or uh, I'm going to go watch Mrs. Chirpenstein build her nest. That's all growth. It has to do with your career, your learning. Maybe you really do need to focus on your career so you can get to that next level. So how dedicated are you to your personal growth? Are you looking for new experiences? That's another sign of curiosity, which is very healthy and very good for you. Is learning new things a part of your life or have you just stopped learning? If you've stopped learning, you're going to give yourself a low score and that could explain maybe why you're missing some joy or maybe why you're uh, bored. You might have just stopped learning. And then think about your career and are you on the right path? Are there some other things you need to learn? Do you need to cross train? Do you need to push yourself? Do you need to set some personal goals? Whatever those might be. Growth and around your career and learning. And then this one's tough. The next two are tough if you are sheltering without your friends. But think about your relationships. And you might have to give yourself two different scores, your relationships with your friends and your relationships with your family. Are you happy with your social status? Is it, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because none of us have any social status right now. We are stuck at home. I remember my daughter just said pathetically over the weekend, I just want to hang out. Not with me. I think she meant not with me specifically. She does not want to hang out with me anymore. I totally understand that. I want to hang out too. Uh, so, but, but in a normal time, do you have good friends? How, how would you score yourself on that? Are they supportive and engaging? Do they want to do stuff with you? Or are all your friends kind of the people that are just, um, as we call them, fair weather friends? The kind of people who don't really nurture you and serve you and lift you up and make you feel like a better person and make you feel happy when you're around them. And then how are you doing with the fam? Are you giving enough time to the kids, enough time to your parents, your siblings? So just give yourself the score and then make some notes about why you scored yourself that way. And then the one where I don't have any, I don't have a romance. Um, but if you are in a romantic relationship or in a partnership, is your partner or spouse loving towards you? How would you score that? Do you show your love towards them? And are you happy in this relationship? Are you feeling loved and supported? And are you expressing it? So it's one thing to be, and I do not have a spouse here, so I don't know what that is like to be 100% in shelter with a partner. But I'm seeing there are many roads, many paths for success to this on social media. Some have to do with hilarity. And if you haven't watched Dinosaur Dad, that's absolutely worth watching. Find his videos out there. Every time his, um, I guess he's called a dadosaur. Every time his kids say dadosaur, he turns into a dinosaur. And you can tell his wife wants to both kill him and love him to death because he's absolutely bringing joy to the family while driving her up a wall. But she knows that that joy is everything. It's, they're great. So there are different ways to interact with your partner. I'm not suggesting turning into a dinosaur. Well, maybe I am. But anyway, there are lots of different ways to interact with your partner, but just make sure it's coming from a place of kindness and check in here and see how you might like to score yourself and what might need to be improved. Or actually uh, 
congratulated. If you're coping really well, congratulations. Just a couple more. Happiness. This one's a good one. This has to do with fun and service and community. So some of us are get very happy when we go out and serve the community or volunteer or do silly things like I'm going to go give blood. I don't know why that always feels so exciting to me, except they told me I'm special. So that's probably why, because I'm O negative blood and I'm CMV negative, which means I don't have that CM virus. I forget what that stands for. But because of that, I can give PD packs, which are the um, blood for babies. So that always makes me feel really good for the silliest reasons as they stick me with needles. So you figure out, are you enjoying life? Are there ways that you're having fun? Are you including play? Do you have hobbies? If you don't have a hobby, why don't you have a hobby? Maybe you're not a hobby person. I know there's people out there that don't have hobbies, but I suspect everybody kind of does. Even if it's gardening or moving things around or um, helping people clean, whatever, there's lots of things people like to do. And then do you, do you have time for yourself? Are you making some time for yourself? And then of course, anything you give back, we know it's rewarding to do for others. It doesn't have to be a big do for others. It can be a small do for others, but it does make a difference. So score yourself. You might have a couple small categories in there that are subcategories, but for sure, make sure you have a score for fun. And then there's this idea of self-development. And this is self-respect and self-love. This I love this photograph. The idea of this is the peace that you have within yourself so that you are focusing on yourself. So even doing this exercise is an act of self-love. Believe it or not, it's taking time for yourself, for your thinking. If you can get away from everybody, hide in the closet, hide downstairs, go outside, whatever, wherever you might want to work on this and have this time to yourself but this is a, an act of self-love and it will help you, again, life satisfaction, that idea that what I'm doing in my life is purposeful and I am happy to be here. Not giggly happy, just feel good about my presence. Very important. And then the last thing, and this picture has got to be rigged. If you can't see this picture, this is a woman standing on the end of a log, but actually it looks like she's falling forward and maybe she is, or maybe she's just, I don't know, amazing. But it's, I love this. And what I'm missing most right now in quarantine, because I haven't been there in so long, is Yosemite. And there's a group on Facebook that uh, has photographs from Yosemite and a few of the rangers and people who live there are taking pictures of the park while no people are there. And so tons of the animals have come back into the valley. Um, a ton of the bears have come down and the coyotes have come down because they, there's not people to chase them out. They're not getting yelled at all the time. So they've come down into the valley. And this photograph, this idea of being one with nature and this connection, spiritual connection, just resonated with me, which is that idea of does what's going on inside of you connect with some greater force? For some, it's God. For some, it's nature. It's the universe. It's whatever it is. It's the energy out there. It's this idea of connecting with something bigger than just us. And so give yourself a score on how well you're doing that because that's really the power to um, keep you connected and to find your inner strength. And, um, and if you need to go on Facebook and find that Yosemite group, it's amazing. If that will even help you, whatever it is to get that connectedness and the spiritual connection. So those are, okay, so now you've gone through the big swaths of life, um, giant, giant swaths that actually kind of 
bring this down in a ridiculous way, but it's intended to help you figure out all the things that are going on. Like if you just sit down and look at all the buckets of life. Now, um, the picture I'm putting up is hilarious to me because the arrows go all around in all the ways because that's really how this is gonna work. It's not gonna be A equals B equals C. Hey, it's not math. That's the good news here. This is gonna be much more existential than that. You get to review your scores and notice where you have low scores and notice your notes that you took about why your scores were low. This is start gonna help you know where to focus. And what you're gonna have to do, and this is the hard part, is you're gonna have to figure out, okay, is my low score in this category important or am, are you okay with that right now? Or is that low score in that category absolutely the reason that I have a low score in this other category? Like finances and low finances and um, no fun. Like maybe those two correlate and you think, oh, well, I don't have money so I can't have fun. I will challenge you to think differently about that. That's not true. Datasaur does never, Datasaur never needs money to have fun. Datasaur is a maniac. So you may not, you may think there's a correlation, but they may not be correlated, or you may have some stinking thinking, as we call it, in that area. So take a look at all your scores, take a look at your, all the um, wedges of the pie, as it were. And then now what you need to do is it's time to set some intentions. So this is absolutely your homework. As a coach, this is what we coaches do is we help you set these intentions and we help hold you accountable and set up plans for executing against them, all that. This is not an advertisement for being a coach. You can be your own coach. It's absolutely possible. What you really need to do, though, is be clear about what it is you want to accomplish or change or, um, yeah, it's really a change or an accomplishment in some way. Set those intentions and then figure out the steps you need to take to manifest those intentions. So let's just say you decided there the money and the fun, but actually the reality is you don't have to have money to have fun. Then you go, okay, well then I need to intentionally have fun. Well, what's fun to me? Um, maybe uh, it's drinking a whole bottle of wine, which is a bad choice I made this weekend. Uh, you don't know what could fun could be, but that's your chance to look at what could fun be that doesn't require money. There are many ways to have fun that don't require money. So I'm just suggesting that those two things are tied. Make sure that you haven't made false connections between among things that are holding you back. That's really what the intentionality is all about. I want to show more affection to my kids. I want to be more playful with my partner. I want to be more positive, even though we're stuck in our homes. And then you figure out what it will take to deliver on those intentions. It sounds big, but it's not. And you don't have to start big. Start small, but just get started. That's the key. Just start with something. It's the best way to start manifesting change in your life. And again, remember, we're going for life satisfaction. We're going for that feeling of, I feel good about who I am and what I'm doing in this world and who I am to the people that I love. That's what we're going for here. Okay, I'm going to open the phones up in case anybody has a question. I have no idea if anybody will. But... Um, that's, that's where we are. It's completely within your power to manifest change. And I hope that you do because it, it's fun. It's not, it's not so hard. You just have to focus on it. And God knows we have the time right now. Tomorrow, 
Kim Johnson will be here to talk about suicide. Gee, Jen, thanks. Nice positive pivot. But I think it actually applies because when you get stuck and when you don't feel heard and when you're having pain, you need people to see you. So do your own self-inventory, but tomorrow we'll talk about it when we can help those out there who need our support and need to be seen and heard and listened to and are dealing with tough times. I want to thank everybody for coming to the show today. I hope you can use this exercise and I hope you're looking forward actually to hearing any new intentions that are being set as a result. Thanks everybody.